album concept hour. The album concept hour. It's the album concept hour. in the order it is for a reason because you're meant to listen to it from beginning to end right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we've been discovering that a lot well yeah mm-hmm. uh, adele agrees podcast. adele agrees too i love adele yeah she she's has a great voice can we, she's part of the reason that spotify do stopped doing we do have to do adele at some point but the yeah that's part of the reason spotify stopped do like doing the uh default shuffle as much mm-hmm. it just still does it sometimes but like I've noticed, it doesn't oh, do it that. most of the time now. I so hated that. Maybe the artist has control over that. I would now. try and listen to an album on Spotify when we were doing this, I know. and like it would just I'd get two tracks and uh-huh. all of a sudden, like this isn't. Well, yeah, I'll come back to like I'll I'll press play on the album, come back to clip it out, and I'll be like, this is all out of order. What the fuck? Uh huh. Like now I have to like actually listen to lyrics, you know, you know, mention, you know, if I know the album well, it's fine, but. It's yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I'll do the intro spiel, and then we can get into the rest of this. Our right. gri- gripes about Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll roll into it. Uh, welcome everybody to the album concept hour. I am your host Brad LeBaron, as I have been all of these one hundred and twenty-eight odd episodes, oh, and uh, we're almost at one thirty. We're almost there. Yeah, another ten. Um, and uh, I, I am here as always with my co-hosts, with the Mo hosts. We got John. What's going on, John? Oh, just just ready to cover some Liz Fair today, man. Liz dude. Fair, exile in Guyville. It's what we're doing from 1993. And we also have Dave Gallagher. What's going on, Dave? Hey, just long for the ride. Just long for the ride to Guyville. Dave's always, or Dave's always in, from the back, Guyville, in the back seat, just like yeah, yeah. He's, vibing. He's, he's vibing. vibing. <laughs> he's vibing. He's vibing. Uh, and uh, we actually have one of uh, Dave's uh, good friends, uh, Dave's uh, a longtime friend. Uh, I've met at a, a couple of Dave's beer miss events uh, uh, throughout the years. Merry beers miss. Uh, this is uh, Jay Newberry. Welcome to the podcast. What's going on, man? May I say your beard is most excellent, sir? It well, is. Thank you, sir. It sir, is I an excellent beard. That. It is an excellent beard. Yeah, it's very yeah. Santa Claus. Well. Yeah, <laughs> I wish this there was. This a was hit. a visual medium, but it would. It, it's a good one. Yeah, you must be a hit at beers. Well, it might be on the. Cl- it might be on the thumbnail for the episodes. You might see this glorious beard uh, if you <laughs> if you clicked on it from the ad. Um, but uh, yeah, you brought uh, uh, Liz Fair's Exile and Guyville to the table. Uh, which we're really excited to talk about uh, now. Uh, what was uh, what is it about Liz Fair's Exile in Guyville that uh, is is uh, one that you really wanted to to talk about? Oh boy! Uh, well, like I said, I've been I've been listening to the record since it first came out. And yeah, you were mentioning that uh, before the recording. You said yeah, you were right in up. Uh, college age at that point. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, a junior. I want to say. Cause mm-hmm. I'm that kind of old, and yeah, uh, yeah. I just remember when it came out, it was all over the college radio, and I the couple of songs that they played often, I very much liked. I think, uh, yeah, you know, we'll get into those tracks eventually, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a uh, there's a few music videos, like, and that was two, right about the two. time where I was starting to like branch out into listening to more like female singers, singer songwriters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes like, you get real stuck time, on like, dudes for a long time. As a yeah. dude, you're just like, oh man, like I love 
like the testosterone filled rock or whatever. And then I was eventually going you're like Dylan phase at the time, right? Oh, well, that's not necessarily oh, very nice. That's not testosterone fueled then. That's a little different. And yeah. About that time, like Liz Fair and Ani DeFranco and the female, like. Yeah. Uh, the 90s female wave. Yeah, uh, yeah. Singer songwriters was coming out. And uh, oh, yeah. the first couple albums of both of them just kind of hit me. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been listening to that record forever. And uh, another good friend of ours, Ian, this is his, probably his favorite record. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's one I've listened to a lot and talked about a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, now we will finally get it on record. Uh, uh, your feelings on the matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah. If you're at parties, you can be you can be like, hey, well, actually, if you want to really get into it, you know, I have broken this down track by track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no, this you, podcast I was a guest on. You guys should check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be too bad either if you, you mentioned the podcast. <laughs> but um, click here to lo- learn more. But yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> like those situations are pretty much the reason like a podcast like this exists. You know, it's like because we are those guys that like to sit around at parties and just chat about music. Yeah. Probably so, a little uh, too much, uh, you, you know, but you find other people that like to chat about music. It's fine. Yeah. That was know? my history and story going to the bars with friends. We just sit in a corner, grab a couple of pictures mm-hmm. and just talk about music all night. Yeah. 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 Well, everything went on a point and comes over to talk to you. <laughs> wow. And it wasn't even on Dude, microphone. I've had that happen to me at the board before. It's fun. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you know, uh, I, I really like uh, like hearing all this. Like, you, so you're going through a Dylan phase, and you pick up some Liz Fair. You know, yeah. so what really? I, I gotta ask you one of the questions we always like to ask on this podcast. You know, uh, for newbies like yourself. Yes, yes. Is um, you know what what really got you into music first? Then, like, I I'd love to hear some of your story. You know. Oh boy. Um. How'd you get to a Dylan phase in the first? <laughs> yes, yes. What so, took you to uh, the Dylan phase? The first record that really, like, the first record that really hooked me was probably The Doors' uh, L.A. Woman. Oh, wow. Okay. And I okay. listened to, like, that was on wax. I'm, like, 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think I listened that thing down till it was flat. And, um, <laughs> yeah. About That's that awesome. time, of uh, there was a group of friends where uh, our friend's sister went to college in Chicago at Circle Campus at Chicago University. Okay, okay. And, um, my hometown's only about an hour from there. So oh, okay. she'd be home like every other weekend and would literally just bring like a stack of records home because she was a music mm, major. Mm. Okay. And in our like clubhouse, it was just like the basement of the their house's summer house. We had like a pool table and a record player and That's a couple oh, other things yes. down in there. And we would just yeah. hang out in there and listen to records. That is balls and to the walls. It would always just be like a stack of stuff. And she was all over the place. Like the, I've told Dave this story before. Like there was one stack where it was like, uh, I want to say there was like a Talking Heads album in it. There was the first Grandmaster Flash album in the stack. Ooh. There was like... um. Uh, one of the Elvis Costello albums, I could swear there was a Pogues album in it. Oh, my God. Like, but she would just bring she these stacks of just records from all over the place. Yeah. And just literally go, here, listen to these. <laughs> yes. so, so you had the older sister from Almost Famous, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's my awesome. buddy Mike your did, buddy, yes. Oh, your buddy oh, Mike right. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you, you were able to uh, experience that, that harvest as well. That's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that I mean, I got hooked early, and... Okay. I mean, even like, like I said, we branched out hard. Like, I think I was a sophomore in college when I bought my first copy of uh, Miles Davis, Bitches Brew. 
Wow. Oh, tight, tight. That's you a know, good one to have. Because by that point, I'd yeah. like, we'd also, we branched out into jazz and blues and all this stuff. Because she would, like I said, bring home just anything. Everything. So well, we yeah, you listen to, like, to enough. Waters, Miles yeah. Davis, you name it, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, there's no end really to the like journey through music or whatever. You know, there's Very just true. more music. There's just the next thing yeah. you find. You I know? used to think that maybe there was a limit, and then I started doing this podcast. Now, seriously though, yeah, now I don't know. And we've done we. I don't think we've done a bad album yet. Either. Oh, we've done we've done a couple. Like, well, that depends oh, on no, how you Chris feel. Chris Gaines was bad. Well, Chris, Chris Gaines, Gaines was yeah, yeah. That's that's objectively. Right. We, we've actually bad. we've finally progressed to <laughs> yeah, bad yeah, yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, Brett, yeah Brett but was, for the yeah. most part, yeah, concept albums are usually a very uh, high level of effort is put into them. Unless so, the concept was to be bad. Unless the concept was to be bad, in which I guess good job. <laughs> um, but uh, this one is not bad at all, though. Um, so so eventually that led you to be able to appreciate Liz Fair when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I mean, it, it didn't help that it was, you know. <laughs> you know, young guy in college that it was also popular with college women, right? Oh, of course. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Aha! Uh, that's Liz Fair. That's Liz Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that that I've always wondered about that time because like I was like so young when that time was happening. Uh, not to make you feel old, I was like four or five when this was this came out, and um, it, it, it I love like. The, the the young me loved the female empowerment movement through the music that I was hearing, but I you know obviously had no fucking clue what it meant or what it you know why. Uh, my mom was going through a divorce at the time, so like I think that probably is why I heard a lot of it too. But like I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know the connections between that and like you know a, a, an actual movement happening with women. But yeah, it was another resurgence in like music with female singers that wasn't disco yeah 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 right like they had all that good stuff in the 60s and then the soul of the early 70s and then it just kind of devolved into disco for a while Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then pop kind of started to rule in the the 80s yep and and that's when you started hearing a lot of female artists again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then this was well yeah and then this was a uh divergence from that which is like more indie lo-fi or uh, uh maybe alternative uh female artists uh really taking center stage yeah, um, definitely. and yeah yeah i mean between you know this lance morissette um the uh uh was the breeders at this time yeah. uh pixies were still going at the moment um okay. oh you what? got uh, breeders okay. were about a year out i think 95 yeah i feel like we 90... just talked about this on a different episode was there on the but, state uh, they use that a few times yeah probably yeah yeah, yeah uh-huh uh-huh so oh david 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 how many episodes have we done uh 129 future brad has never heard david be wrong but but David, I, 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 it pains me to say this to you, but the Breeders actually got together before the Pixies broke up. They had a few albums, even. Uh, one of them was uh, a, a Pod, which Kurt Cobain uh, loved. It's one of his all-time favorite albums. And uh, uh, then when the Pixies broke up in 93, they released their album Last Splash, which ended up being a big hit right around the same time as Liz Fair. Uh, so... David, it, it again, it pains me 
to correct you on this. I, I, I never thought I'd see the day. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of really cool stuff happening um, for, for hole, women. Hole, had some hole, um, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, or garbage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was garbage. I think heavy? Slater Kinney. Well, that was a little bit later. That was like yeah. '98 okay. or yeah. something. I think okay. Slater Kinney was just starting out in '94 or '95. Okay. Yeah. When did Bikini Kill come out? Ooh, Ooh Bikini man, Kill. Um, I love me some Bikini Kill. I want to say that that like first their first singles. I want to say were early '90s. Yeah. 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 Like so, Rebel yeah. Girl and all that stuff. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was right about this time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it was just before, or right about the same time that, like, no, it must have been a little earlier because it was just after BC Boys put out uh, Ill Communication, I want to think. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was when Bikini Kill first started. Yeah, it was around the same time, I think, because those, they ran in similar circles, and uh, yeah, 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 fucking yep. Bikini Kill rips. Like, my friend had a couple Bikini Kill records and that was constantly on rotation. They were either just in Milwaukee or coming up in a week or so. Oh, okay. I'll have to, I'll have to maybe see if I can get out to a Bikini Kill show. Well, um, so yeah, there's the, the so that's kind of the stage, I guess, uh, uh, for this uh, kind of time period uh, in the 90s, uh, especially for uh, empowered uh, female songwriters uh, and just a great, great time for it um so uh yeah we got 18 tracks to get through for this one so we're gonna we're going on them and um yeah so so just to to give a quick rundown of uh the kind of concept that we're approaching here is uh this one's got kind of a dual uh concept maybe you know there's probably multiple layers um but there's the obvious you know exile in guyville aspect to it where she's talking about her experiences either uh, with men or in the music scene as a woman. Um, but there's also an added layer that uh, she is uh, responding to the songs uh, from Rolling Stone's Exile on Main Street, uh, where, um, yeah, so there's 18 tracks, uh, 18 tracks on the, that one. A couple of them line up more than others, but uh, she essentially was looking for a way to frame the album uh, that she was trying to put together, and uh, that is what she uh, came upon. So uh, we'll touch on that more as we go. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the kind of uh, uh, TLDR for the Exile Guyville. And uh, yeah, this first track we have for you guys is a little track called Six Foot One. Oh yeah, yeah, great. That's uh, that's the first uh, verse of the uh, first six one track. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that she gets right to it with uh, with uh, her her sound um, as far as her songwriting goes. Like these are pretty fairly short songs. You get you get by pretty quick and uh, short and sweet. You know, and jumps right in with both feet with the guitar hook and vocal hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That like kind of is. At least on this album, sort of the signature of most of the rec- of the songs, right? Yeah, like they definitely. All have a strong definitely. Hook, in my opinion, at least yeah, most of them 
Yeah, yeah, a very uh, you know indie lo-fi guitar kind of hook. Like uh, I think in one of the tracks, someone was explaining it. Like it, um, Brad uh, Wood, the person that uh, uh, co-produced the album, um, kind of that's part of the thing he leaned on was relying on her to have a almost jazz like uh, uh, guitar structures because they were like weird chords and you know not major minor chords as much as just whatever she felt um, and he didn't want to step on that too much so uh, yeah look for that as we're listening but um, really really cool cool guitar work but uh, yeah what do you what do you think when the first track uh, uh, played when you first heard the album like, I'm kind of curious like what was was there a lot of other music that sounded like this at the time or was this a very um uh, uh kind of diamond the rough situation it's a little from column a a little from column b yeah i mean there is a to me there's a, a pretty 90s feel that you can recognize right when oh, you, hear it, you yeah. can almost yeah. say that's early 90s yeah right yeah. I and mean, she's definitely was in that but it's still i remember hearing it and having the, like both though i said it had a 90s feel it was you know never heard this sound before right yeah new yeah. artist new sound mm-hmm. and it stood out especially uh i remember the chorus of this particular one just stuck in my head all the time oh yeah yeah and for the first time i heard it like it's one of those ones where you're walking down the street humming the chorus right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for me it was and that first line that you played that's killer i remember the yeah. every once in a while you hear that song where the like opening lyric of it you just go wait a second and if you're listening to it on like a tape or a yeah. cd or whatever you go you know, rewind it and listen again. And that's definitely uh-huh, what it was uh-huh. like for me the first time I heard this track. Yeah, yeah. Um she's she's really cool with her words. Mm-hmm. Um the yeah, the last part, uh what was it? I fall you I bet you fall in bed too easily with beautiful girls who are shyly brave and sell yourself as a man to save, but all the money in the world is not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's it, it makes you think, you know? It's like, oh, what do you what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Means 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 she thinks she can save him, but it's not enough. It would never be enough. Well, yeah, right. like or At he's acting least, like that's what he uses to get. Yes, to yeah, 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 exactly. It's, I need um, to you gotta save, save me, girl. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, this one this really kind of sets the stage for some of the other stuff we wanted to see in the album. Um, six foot one. Uh, obviously, is referring to um, you know the height of a just. I don't know, general, like a, a man she might be encountering at the, the just out in the world. The rando. The, those rando dudes. And uh, yeah, sh- her, her whole point in the chorus is I kept standing six feet one instead of five feet two. And I loved my life and I hated you. But like the whole idea that like she's, you know, she's like, uh, I think probably five foot two is maybe her height, actual height. Yep. Then she, but she's she's like putting on a presence as she's like six foot one to like kind of try to uh, um i don't know meet the level of aggression coming from uh, the dude that she's meeting in public that's my read on it, i guess yeah i can see that i mean you yeah. know that becomes a theme right where the this the brash woman in the music industry and how the people aren't dealing with it well right mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, because uh, th- yeah, that's something that she she's talked about a little bit. Like, um, she hasn't like spent you know spe- specified like what bands or whatever, but she just said in general like the music scene was just difficult to navigate as uh, as as a woman in Chicago. 
Um, but she did it all. She did it all in spite of that. You know, came up with this eighteen track uh, indie album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six foot one though. Uh, uh, good, good track to to start things out. And uh, then we get to the track "Help Me Marry." Wait, <laughs> this. Uh, hold on, I gotta read this comment for uh, uh, six foot one. This is from uh, Mongi from on Genius. It says, "Literally ended the male rock scene." This, this song. So I don't know if this take, guy take, knows what that I don't, really means. I don't know, but they are they they feel very strongly I mean, about I it. I mean, let me tell you, at least three people agree. But uh, th- anyway, this next track it's pretty good for the internet. I just thought that was uh, I love it when the internet is like that. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, let's uh, hear a little bit of "Help Me Marry" track two. Yeah, kind of coming off of what we were just talking about, the difficulty in the, the music scene there, you know. That's a hell of a line. Yeah, yeah. That, every time I hear that line, it just it just rocks me. Yeah, yeah. There's a few uh, few lines, just, just one line, like it just hit, you know. <laughs> it's one of those like things with that not all lyricists can do. They, you yeah. know, they treat me like a pit bull in a basement. Yeah, right? and you just know right there what that means. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no deciphering necessary, you know. Um, like that's how I feel, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll tell you, I really, I really like that verse three. I'm, I'm asking you, Mary, please temper my hatred with peace. Weave my disgust into fame, and watch how fast they run to the flames. The flames. Basically, <laughs> yep. she's like, she's basically being like, please. Dear God, just help me get through this. Yeah. I'm disgusted by everything they're doing. But but you know what? If I can just pull my way through this, I can turn yeah. this in. I can turn this around. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and then she's like, then watch how fast they come back to me. When yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Um, real, real Stevie Nicks energy Very right much there. So, yeah. I think she had a similar quote in one of the things from Rumors. Oh, the the end one. The end yeah, one. Gold yeah, Dust yeah. Woman. Goldust Woman, yeah, I think that like was the it. Badass yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman. She kind of foreshadowed like the next decade or whatever of fame. Like Women she was one of the better uh, uh, off after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can uh, just by looking at the, the album cover, like it definitely evokes a Stevie Nicks kind of uh, thing just by the sight of it. Um, but yeah, we should mention the cover is. Uh, uh, I did hear her tell the story about the cover, and apparently she was like. Just in one of those uh, old school uh, photo booth things where you do like four pictures or whatever. And uh, she was trying to like uh, uh, say something in four pictures and she was posing. And this was one of them. And uh, the friend she was with, who apparently must have been in design or something, was like, that's it. That's a, that's the cover right there. That's the cover. It was just like from that point forward, it was the, the prevailing uh, uh, cover for it. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, get, to get back to the pit bull in the basement thing. Um, yeah, I think that, 
Um, you know, I, I've known people in, you know, uh, ladies in the music scene here in, you know, Madison that experience this sometimes. Like, if you even date a few of the uh, uh, guys in the music scene, all of a sudden, like, shitty rumors about you start going around and shit. And uh, uh, so, you know, being a, you know, young, uh, attractive woman as she she was, like, I'm sure she was experiencing some of that and some of that kind of, like, backstabbing uh, feeling that you get uh, after feeling like you're close uh, to the to the scene. And, um, yeah, I can only imagine, you know, what the specifics are, but it can be hard. You yeah, know, this evokes that thing of, like, uh, that the treatment that she's dangerous because uh-huh. uh, she's dangerous because of the way she's been treated. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. That's the, yeah. The whole pit bull thing. Like, yeah, are only dangerous yeah. if you treat them badly. And sometimes mm-hmm. they are treated badly because people assume they're going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So it uh-huh. becomes a big. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. for, yeah, especially. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's again, perfect analogy. You, you know, this is almost like a prequel to, um, uh, Alanis Morissette, Jaggy Little Pill. Well, yeah, because wasn't like, that that was like that was like ninety four, ninety five. Mm-hmm. This came yeah, first. So this, this, yeah, I was, I was wondering that too, because like it these is... women were mad and they were letting the people know, you know. <laughs> yeah, <damn> Dave Coulet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got on. He was on blast for the last Morissette. Why do you always think it's yeah. me? <laughs> damn it, Uncle Joey. Uncle Joey. How dare you break her heart, Uncle Joey? Yeah, yeah. I would never have expected this. The timeline's sketchy, too. Um, But uh, but this is Help Me Mary, and obviously Mary, Mother Mary, comes up a lot in in these songs. She needs divine help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that most of the time when she comes up, it's like uh, a positive thing, or or they're, they're looking for like real guidance, you know? I don't know if it's just a Catholic thing we're we're seeing here, but I think yeah. it might be. But it, it also it's uh, also a fun, maybe just a fun song a trope. But yeah. Anyway, speaking of Mary, here this uh, next song we have for you is uh, "Glory." Glory. Here's Glory. It's almost some Elliot Smith shit right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, ding, 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 you know, the same kind of strumming pattern that he uses a lot. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I can see that. Lo-fi. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, what, this is one of my favorite of the tracks in general, I think. This one really, really hits. Um, and it's uh feels very personal. feels very intimate, this song. Um, I know it's it's part of partially the the production, but um, she's saying here, uh, you know, snaking around in a club, uh, it slicks you down, scratching his face like a bum, he pulls you back. Circa nineteen eighty one, he pulls you back, and uh, yeah, some people uh, think that it could be about a dog because the first line is he's got a really big tongue, it rolls way out. Um, but or it's Gene Simmons. It could be Gene Simmons. It could be a, It could be Gene Simmons or you never know. 
someone that's just got a, a a horrifying tongue condition or some other demon that's similar to yeah 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 gene one of simmons his, maybe demon spawns of gene simmons mm. um they're out there but uh and but but it also could be about uh what i think it's about is maybe her first kiss or something because uh this would have been when she, 1981 would be when she was 14 you know and uh i don't know kind of kind of seems like it could fit that uh a uh, description too just uh, another 14 year old kid just i don't know what do you guys I think i hadn't thought of that yeah i don't know uh, that's what someone suggested on genius I'll, I'll give the credit it's uh 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 joe ag so thank you joe ag oh joe and johnny are the two people that have uh messaged that have they, done stuff on this take team that yeah and there's a lot of joes and johnnies in this album maybe it is the joe maybe oh maybe they're actually speaking and up. the johnnies yeah yeah you think this might be soapstar joe or johnny sunshine could be one of those two uh they really, honestly, they missed an opportunity to just like re- make a new name and like do that. That's what I would have done. Um, but yeah, I love, I, I don't know, love this track. Just great indie track uh, in general. Uh, pretty short though, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, goes by pretty quick. But um, oh, and let's just check, uh, do, do a little quick check uh, on the Rolling Stone Shake your hips. list. Uh, Shake Your Hips is what this one ah, is. Uh, yes, not the Shakira song. Hips do not lie. Um, or there's probably a bunch of them with hips. It's, it's, uh, but it's uh, a quicker track, but it's also pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, this one feels like it doesn't connect as much. So we'll move on Just to another hips track. Hips be shaking. Hips be shaking. Uh, uh, I guess maybe maybe it was at a dance. Maybe it was at a dance. That this uh, the kiss the, the Liz Fair one happened. But the next track, actually, speaking of dances, with Rolling Stones um, playing in the background. <laughs> yeah well yeah hmm perhaps what if what if shake your hips was playing when she had her first kiss it's like one day i'm gonna make an album about this i'm gonna ask her that one day if i ever meet her and she's gonna be like what the fuck did you just say <laughs> How are you talking about? <laughs> uh but uh yeah speaking of dance though we have another track uh this is dance of the seven veils johnny my love you're already The last thing she says is, uh, I know about the ugly pilgrim thing. Entertaining Entertainers bring Mayflowers. Oh. Mm. Oh, oh. Mayflowers. Mm-hmm. I only ask because I'm a real cunt in spring. Those are the lyrics. Those are the lyrics. We are reading the lyrics. We are just throwing around the cunt word. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I really dig the bluntness of uh, this chorus, uh, and especially bringing up the I know about the ugly pilgrim thing. Uh, which have you thought about that lyric at all? Like, I, there's I, I you know I'm on Genius, and someone someone gave a real good note. There's a lot of good notes for this one. I'll be honest, Genius uh, is really coming through on this Liz Fair one, but um. 
Can I? I never really did think of that very much because uh, I always just kind of got lost with the rent me by the hour and the entertainers being my followers. So, oh, I mean, there's know, a lot talking about her career. <clears throat> That's right? true. There's a lot in that small section. Um, you're right. Because, um, yeah, Rent Me by the Hour is, you know, an allusion to, um, you know, uh, being used for sex or something. And then, a woman of the night. A woman of the night. Um, and then, um, but the following line, I know you all about the ugly pilgrim thing, um, which uh, I think what uh, uh, this person Sven the Vegabond suggests is that uh, you see him a lot no 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 sorry sorry Dan Dan oh. marked Sven's uh, comment as a stretch uh, so he he improved it with this thing he said this is Dan re- re- replying uh, Fair's own interpretation interpretation of the ugly pilgrim thing is as follows it makes more sense uh, and here is presumably a quote and the pilgrim, ugly pilgrim thing was the idea that we're all obsessed with celebrities in America since we don't have royalty. So we're just these plain, boring pilgrims. Oh. So entertainers being Mayflowers is this gorgeous, almost like Italian sensual stuff. Like we watch people getting killed and massacred. But if you sow sex, it's taboo here. And to me, that's the ugly pilgrim thing. So uh, and that's apparently from Spam Culture from a 2010 interview. But... Um, yeah, yeah, I really, I, I like that. Just there's layers and layers to this chorus. Yeah, you know. Can I can I say I do? I really enjoyed her singing. Yeah, this especially Excellent. on the yeah. chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really reminds me kind of like a like a Joni Mitchell, Dusty mm. Springfield, mm. You know, early end of the '60s, end of the '70s, kind of like absolutely Joni. You know Mitchell. what I mean? You know Joni Mitchell yeah. a lot, really. Particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. It holds sides now. I didn't yes. think of that. Or, uh, uh, call. You know, like that kind of that kind of style. Yeah. Sorry. Were yeah. You now you? that you mention it too, I, I not necessarily this track, but I can hear some Ricky Lee Jones in there too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. She's she's uh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna really enjoy going into more of this of her stuff. I hope there's a lot more. I have a feeling she's one of those artists that listen to a lot of music. Yeah. Well, she was she was a um, entertainment major of some kind. Um, I don't know. I don't think she ever like meant to be center stage as much as a songwriter or behind the scenes. Um, And then like a friend apparently uh, uh, encouraged her to uh, actually make it make some demos of some of the songs that she was writing. How many great artists do we have because of that proverbial friend who said, just play it yourself? Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, right. Um, well, we actually covered Tapestry. Like yeah, 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 I was going to say, Tapestry is the best example and that, of that. And yeah. that is the perfect yeah. A1 example of like her peers, like yeah. Joni Mitchell and um, uh, yeah. James, um, sweet baby James. James Taylor. Uh, James Taylor, just like telling her, like, listen. You wrote all these songs for all these people. You can take all them plus your some of your own material and release it under your. Like, you can sing this stuff. You're yep. good. You're just as good as them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Beautiful, um, beautiful stuff. So many, yeah. Drawing from so many different things takes um, more than one. From the part you played, the yeah, you know the definitely alluding to marriage, right? In the he can yeah. skip the until death do you part because Johnny, my love, you're already dead. Oh yeah! I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, "Oh my god!" 
if can you imagine somebody saying that to you? <laughs> it would just be devastating. Like, okay, oh, the conversation's yeah. over. I'm walking away. You win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mic drop. You're already dead. <laughs> um, oh, and some people think that uh, the Johnny in this case is uh, uh, John the Baptist from the Bible because they have a part where, uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The odds are getting fatter by the minute that I have got a bright and shiny platter and I'm going to get your heavy head because uh, apparently that's part of the story of John the Baptist is his head got cut off and brought to yes, someone on a platter. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah uh, I forget who. Yeah, it, it was it was brought to one of the kings on a platter. Yeah, yeah. They like to do that the back in the thing. day. You know, they yeah, were, if I remember correctly, like, King Herod. Yeah, yeah real, it was. I think they were real dramatic. You know what I mean? Um, Which makes total sense now that you think about it because uh, if I remember correctly, the daughter that asked for it Yes, it is was. the person oh, referred to right. as doing the dance of the seven veils in yes. various? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's it's um, it's Salome. a story as well. Yeah, yeah. The dance of the seven veils. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's very Middle Eastern. Yeah, not, not white European. Okay. Yeah. Dance of the seven veils. Dance of the seven somethings. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, we have uh, another track for you guys. Uh, this is uh, this was the first hit of the album. Uh, this is Never Said. Yeah, I wanted to get the intro for that one. Such a fire track. Definitely a radio. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely yeah. the first track I heard. They were playing that on, uh, I can't remember what the UW radio station was in the early 90s. I mean, it's WSUM now, but it was something different at the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. This was the, uh, uh, like, I think the demo. Oh, she, she released a radio-only single from her debut album, and it was the first uh, released um but uh no physical single was released but a music video was released directed by katie mcguire so yeah a lot of radio play on the college stations though for the most part um and it's pretty simple pretty pretty simple track uh and uh it totally works for for that point in the 90s too you know it's just a really good track yeah yeah great track Great, great track. Well, it is one of the popular ones on the on the yeah. album. I will agree with that, but it really, yeah. it, it really is just a solid track. Yeah, and it's very catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, that first verse and it always like stands out to me, and like just something about the cadence that she sings it. It always just catches yeah. in my head. The um, you know the the way that the cadence of the I'm clean as a whistle, baby, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it gets to the that that verse also gets to what we were saying earlier about um, you know someone that is has uh, uh, a lot of rumors being spread about her and um, has to deal with these head on and uh, yeah deal with the, the the mob of of dudes that are just accepting those rumors at face value. Yeah, and it's got some uh, some intimations of that 
of that maybe somebody else is accusing her of spreading rumors and she's saying it's not me i never said no oh yeah right. yeah yeah that could be it too that could be some of it too that dusty i'm clean yeah. as a whistle baby part yeah yeah i don't know what they told you don't even care what about all i know is i'm clean as a whistle baby i didn't let the cat out um i think this is maybe when i was first hearing this i was thinking maybe it was like a meta commentary on um on the music scene and her talking about talking out about the music scene because i mean that is a little bit of what this album is about um but she definitely she definitely doesn't call out specific parties at any point you know what i mean so i feel like this is her kind of in a meta way saying like you know i'm just talking about my experience you know don't you know get your undies in a bundle about this you know um so yeah i don't know i feel like it's a it's a it's a very uh uh meta song for the album um stop promoting meta 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 uh no facebook why um (laughs) and uh i guess it's supposed to pair with uh tumbling dice from exile on main street uh by the way we're gonna we're gonna cover this exile on main street connection stuff more once we cover exile on main street <laughs> i only realized like pretty far into the preparation it was, it's not process. a very popular album though exile on main street <laughs> no no yeah no <laughs> practically no one's heard it um when has that ever been it's a been, problem it's for been this exiled podcast, yeah dude. But um, yeah, I had no idea There's, that there was that connection until like never. 14 tracks into clipping this thing. And I was like, oh, dang, I wasn't looking for that. Um, so yeah, I promise, though, once we get to Exxon on Main Street, I'll have a more substantive uh, connection between these two things. Um, but uh, yeah, 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 this one connects to Tumbling Dice. Again, great, great single. Uh, uh, fits in the 90s real well. And uh, yeah. Uh, for this next track, we have... Oh, it's also by Lake Michigan. I wanted to mention the, the music video is filmed by Lake Michigan, and I like that a lot. Oh, yeah, it was in a... Was it, God. I mentioned, like, there was some park... I'm not some, sure exactly, yeah. but it just it was just good to see Lake Michigan in a music video. Good lake. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this next... A star, great lake, this, it really... This next song is <laughs> Soap Star Joe. Looking for some only billboard to grace They say he sprung from the skull of Athena Think about your own head and the headache he gave Look how weird this one is. It's a real departure. Just like the cover. You know, just it's just supposed yeah. to be just all around a, an oddball, in-your-face, raw album. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a pretty good track. Yeah, yeah. I, I really... Her like random older dudes. I, I really like some Soap of that little, like, snare there in the background. There's some good Shh. snare. Some good snare. Yeah, I like that. I like the, the feel, like the, the production of this one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And as you were saying, Dave, it's uh, about an older gentleman that uh, she is. Well, I, I think maybe multiple older gentlemen. Oh, exactly. That she's kind of putting into one. But one guy. One guy. That's the long line of heroes line. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, Goddamn heroes. Just kind of uh, like, you know, 
we're looking for some lonely billboard to grace you know is a real sarcastic line um i mean especially also they say sprung from the skull of athena is a very sarcastic line but um well do you know you, you know why because she's the goddess of war because she's from zeus's yeah. head yeah 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 huge that. head yeah, Age big of the head. Lions is uh, like some sort of reference to iconic heroes, right? Like there's that. Oh, but this is a skull of the Road in in the back of a pickup, right? Uh, think yeah. back to the early like um, yeah. Marlboro commercials, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Pickup uh-huh. with the cowboys in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> she's basically like explaining like a uh, an older guy that's got his his stuff figured out or whatever. He's got his cool car. He's got his his uh his his smoking jacket or something. I don't know. Joe Campbell. I don't know what's cool oh for God. these older gentlemen. <laughs> it is um, the Marlboro Man. It's pretty much the Marlboro Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, oh, here's a good uh, uh, uh quote from Liz Fair. Uh, when I was in my twenties, I was also always dating older men, and they would always pick me up in cars oh, and take me to dinner. Course. I always felt like I was always sitting in the interior of some dude's car on my way to or from dinner. Just how weirdly generic it all felt. Like every Friday, Saturday night, someone was taking you out somewhere. I just had all these thoughts and feelings I never shared, and it kind of came out in my songwriting. And Soap Star Joe is the perfect example. He's a representation of yeah. the scum that men are. Oh, I like this last line. I'm kind of skewering the guy, but at the same time, I'm also lovingly aware of his plight in a weird way. So, yeah, yeah. I like it. It's a nice, it's a nice um, like, just weird observation kind of track. Representative track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds odd. You know, it's got a really odd, uh, like, dissonant kind of thing going on yeah it's like no real connection just this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just kind of droning almost yeah. yeah yeah and that is apparently connecting to sweet virginia oh <laughs> okay i see what's happening here so this is like so in this situation mick jagger must be soap star joe and she's sweet virginia right right if this is following the exile on exile theory if you're taking the blueprints and following them yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. ah this isn't i like that i like that um but uh yeah for the next one uh we got for you uh after soap star joe we have explain it to me I love it when she gets soft and raw like this. Oh, oh, Elliot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes me sad in a good way, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are these things I'm feeling? What are, what are yeah? What are these feelings? Then, you, then you got that classic yeah. guitar in the back there, like like electric dun, guitar, dun, but like dun, dun. the very soft, you know, like yeah, yeah, the little twang. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good rhythm to it. 
Um, this one is also one that connects quite a bit to the Exile on Main Street one, though. Um, I think uh, while we were listening to it this last time, um, you have the song Torn and Frayed on Exile on Main Street, which is about a uh, kind of an old, run-down musician that's seen better days. And then in this track, you have uh, uh, you know, it's a little less specific, but her story about the song uh, sheds light on it. Um, she says, I love the songwriter, and I think that's a perfect little jewel song. It does so very little. Some songs, when I write them, come out completely formed. I don't have to work on them, explain it to me, and all that. And it was just sort of fell out of me. It's about a ruined rock hero and seeing one of your greatest figures at their weakest, I guess. So. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is about a specific, um, like musical artists in the Chicago area or just uh, a fictitious one, but yeah, it's definitely a similar character as the one that's mentioned in the Rolling Stones song. So, what well, do you got? Tell him to jump Check. higher, jumping Jack Flash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> was that was that what he's saying in the other one? Jumpy Jack Flash? Is that is that one on Exile on Main Street? I don't even know. I don't, I don't I don't know. Maybe she just saw Keith Richards on like a, a medium day and just thought he was at his weakest. <laughs> it's like, nah, that's how I normally am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just hanging Good out. Day. He was just hanging. He just wasn't moving a whole lot, you know? It wasn't too many drugs that day. Too, yeah. yeah, yeah maybe he was not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was uh, uh in between just day. having brunch at five you know? PM. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this feels, uh, very personal though. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that it's someone that they know. Um, but, uh, yeah, this next track we have for you guys is a little track called Canary. Another another slower one. Keeping it keeping it uh low key these couple of tracks. Yeah, Dave, I don't think I've asked you about this. Uh uh what was your uh, uh connection to this album when it uh, came out? Uh you were a different age. Right? I did not so. hear when it came out. Oh, you didn't hear when it came out. Okay. This was actually a suggestion from Jay like a couple of years back sitting at Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You Drakenberg's. mentioned mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is like, it really? Yeah, and you just ran like, Hey, have you ever listened to this album? I'm like, no. I believe you yeah. just told me I should because it's really good. I'm like, like you have to. <laughs> you <laughs> must. It was one of those you have to situations. This I mean, it's not way. like we ever got in those conversations. That was not the once. only one, right? I I still remember like a few days later, it popped down. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is really good. I think it was one like the yeah. random playlist in our group, I think a few months back or maybe more. I think I, I picked one of the, a track. I think a track off this for it. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's it's stuck. It was it's exactly what I enjoy, and I'm like, damn, well, I, how I miss this. No yeah, idea. Yeah, how I miss the. It's a it's a good it's a good one to throw on and sit down and think about your life. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get some feels. Yeah, all sorts. This is of what feels. you do when Obi Wan tells you to go home and think about your life. 
Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, well, you won't yes, always the, be ten years old. This is this is what Darth Vader listens to in his little pod. He's listening to Liz Fair, Exile in Guyville, and thinking about Obi Wan. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to make up something about what this song is about, but I'm not going to. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful. I want to I want to misrepresent it. But it's it's uh, I like when she goes into this uh, format. Although I like that it's not all this. I guess I'd probably get sick of it if it was all like this. But uh, uh, definitely makes you feel stuff when when she gets into this mode. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and it's uh oh okay here we go. It's uh, uh I did write notes. I just remembered. Um, I guess this song is kind of a uh, uh, discussion about uh, being a young woman in the world and uh, what that means. Um, and uh, she says here, there's a period of time where you pretend to still be a little girl, but you're confronting all this bullshit in the world that is suddenly your new role, kind of like reviving a the reviving Ophelia kind of moment. Uh, which is a movie slash book, a feminist book that came out uh, a year later, actually. Um, but this is an interview from the 2000s, I think. So, um, yeah, that's probably part of the reason it's got such a, a, a somber kind of uh, attitude. Because, um, yeah, canary in a coal mine maybe is what, uh, you know, going for. Yeah, Every, that's are those... the first image that comes into mind for me. Yeah. Know, not just because I, you know, listened to maybe too much police in my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my fandom. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, it is definitely the first thing you think of uh, when you're specifying canary. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, where you, you make a canary find the exit. Is that what they do? No, you just know when to leave. Yeah, oh, they just. They just okay if they if Basically, they, birds dead got to go. Yeah, when the canary stops singing. There, that means there was enough gas in the mine to kill it, and it's time for the people to get uh, out before there's enough to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So your your fate is set essentially. The clock is ticking. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. I guess. So uh, yeah, this is even even more uh, somber and thoughtful. Uh, uh, again. Almost, almost mesmerizing, if you will. You're sleeping with the canaries, if you know what I mean. Yeah. This next track. <laughs> this next track is mesmerizing. Oh. Yeah. Can I just say how this like almost sounds like Nirvana, a little bit like almost, huh? you know? Huh. Yeah, it's the like same the kind of timber yeah. that uh, in the voice. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't think of it before until you said that. But yeah, as soon as you said it, I. Yep, the timber well, kind of that, voice like, is very. It's kind of that alternative for, thing where you're like, you're you're adding more of your feelings into your vocals adding more of your own character into it rather than like 
trying to fit a style necessarily. I don't know. It's it's something that those alternative kids all did. Oh yeah, so uh, I always right? love this track. Just because, uh, I'm a, I gotta admit, I'm a sucker for clapping, for mm, like mm-hmm, clapping mm-hmm. on a track. Yeah, as yeah. Part yeah. Of, uh, yeah. As yeah. part of the, the um. Yeah, I I agree. I also think it's it's uh one of the greatest things, especially if it's not a just sound effect plug-in or can something. I, can right. I say a fun fact you know I mean? about clapping on a track? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah I, got, I got a random fun fact about clapping yeah, yeah, yeah. on a track. So, um, you know, there there's a there's an Elton John track like dun 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 and like um what the hell song is dun, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh he he said that when he recorded that, he recorded the claps and he recorded them off beat on purpose because he knows a British audience can't keep uh beat worth shit. <laughs> that's, that was a direct quote from him that yeah. I saw. I saw one of his. Uh, it was. It was one yeah, of the. That, that uh, is a hard the, one to try behind, to clap the album, to. Yeah. The the album breakdowns from VH1. Oh um, yeah, because he has a few parts in that yeah. where it's like. Yeah. Yep. It's like a little off. They're like right off. And yeah. He did that on purpose because he said that uh, British audience can't keep can't keep rhythm worth shit. That's fucking funny, dude. Yep. That's really cool. I don't know. I don't know if we've covered that song yet, but we I don't think we but, have. But that's, but that's my funny clap back of the day. Fucking great. <laughs> Too bad it wasn't on Clapton. Aha. Yeah, yeah. Zinger. Yeah. We haven't done Clapton either. Um, but uh yeah, this one's this one's a nice uh, nice jam though. I was gonna say though, before you mentioned Nirvana, this one feels the most stonesy. Rolling oh. Stones too. You know, they're like, yeah. and then you got yeah, the, the, the clapping thing. You got the, the, I think you have the, the tambourine shaking too. You know, they love doing mm-hmm. that on the stones. Um, so yeah, I think this one's probably one of the most on the nose, uh, um, you know, stones representations. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, obviously she doesn't sing like Mick Jagger though. She's definitely not got the same vocal style, uh, as Jagger, but, uh, uh, Still probably the same swagger as Jagger. She's got, she's got, <laughs> she's got, she's got the, got moves, the, moves, like the moves like Jagger. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole song about it. I used to have a, a friend, actually, a friend of the show, Veronica, uh, used to uh, think that uh, it said "move." I have to move my jacket. Didn't she like, say that move? on the show? Oh, did she mention that on the show? We had her on the show <laughs> for, probably, for the sleep. Album. Yeah, yeah, sleep. Uh, uh, yeah. Jerusalem coming back yeah, again yeah. next week. God. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're doing that again, guys. Uh, I know we already covered that album, but uh, I'm Buckle breaking my rule. Round two. Breaking my rule for a really good guest uh, next week. Uh, we'll we'll tell you You're who that guest is at the end of the week or at the end of the though. episode. But so it's going to be a better episode. We might even. It's, oh, we can't erase the first one. We no, no, no. The first one stays. First, first one, one stays. stays. You're right. You're right. But this is a different version of it. This is technically a different version oh, you, of the Sleep you album. You almost have to call it Side C because it's like a, you got side, a different cast. Side C? Sleep. Side Sleep. Oh. Uh, that doesn't make oh. any sense. Um, but, uh, <laughs> side S? Side S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why the hell not? Why the hell not? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was going to say, though, uh, uh, we have uh, kind of 
uh, end of a relationship happening in this track. Uh, we got, uh, I found my hands in place, boy, after p- backing up as far as you could get. Don't you know nobody parts two? Don't you know nobody parts two rivers met? Don't know you. Don't you know I'm very happy? I promise I can read. Uh, uh, you know me well. I'm even happier. Um, and then, uh, what was it? I was reading. Never mind. Oh, oh, <laughs> the, the toss. Never mind. This is a, this is a bad uh, suggestion. It's got a lot of down votes. I'm not no one gonna, likes it. I'm at not all. even going to mention it. Yeah. I uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a good track. And uh, I, oh yeah, that's right. I have a little bit of the outro. Uh, there was a, a part where like you could hear a little bit in the very, very outro of the song. So I like turned it way up. Uh, there's, there's some dog sounds. Yeah, I just noticed that for the first time tonight, actually, listening to it. All right. That sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think we heard it when we were doing our listen-through, because it is really, it is really, really low in the mix. So, yeah. That's a, that's fun. I always, every time there is something like that in a song, I always love to, like, blow it up and be like, what the fuck is happening there? What is that? Yeah. Brad yeah, loves the yeah. pet sounds. Yeah, I love pet sounds. I'm a big fan of pet sounds. <laughs> yeah, we did that album. Like uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can just add that on top of the, the stack. Floyd animals, all the just the weird clips of animals making noises. Well, wasn't there an earlier album of Pink Floyd that had even more animal sounds? Because there was like the whole track that's just like dogs and howling that's... and shit. Oh, um, metal had that. Yeah, metal. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. second to last track. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just a bunch uh-huh. of dogs, like sort of like howling. Just a bunch of dogs howling. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why it's not? Sounds just vibrations. It's vicious, baby. Well, I mean, when you're as high <laughs> as they were, that probably sounded like a great idea at the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a lot of good ideas happening with those guys at the time. Hell yeah, I totally agree. Honestly, yeah, yeah. No Clean bad ideas. Up. No bad ideas at all. Just put um, them all there. But yeah, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure every, I'm sure every all like producer is just like, you're bringing how many dogs in here for what? <laughs> Trust us, they're gonna blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that in that that movie of, uh, of uh, Brian Wilson, like him bringing in animals, but just the people being like, "Oh my god, <laughs> uh-huh. what is what is happening? What is my life?" Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we got one more track for you guys before we go on a little break here. Uh, this track is called "Fucking Run," which we'll do after this break. Which we are going to do after this break, and then we'll come back. The, run, the running together, part. though. Oh my god, that one hits! Absolutely love this song. Yeah, this is probably really my. Uh, just... Go ahead. No, yeah. go, you go ahead. That's uh, probably my favorite song on the record. Honestly, yeah. just yeah. something about it. I, yeah, yeah. I love the lyrics and the the just structure of the song, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. Just her voice is amazing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, again, on top of that, I was gonna say Liz Fair really is just like pioneering that '90s sound before it was a sound sound. You know. Mm-hmm. 
she's just yeah. she's just right there at the forefront with all that with, with the way she's singing well, like indie rock how she's exactly in, yeah, like, like sure. indie rock yeah. in the 2000s definitely had some of this these vibes um yeah you're totally there. right yeah yeah um just just without the alternative bent to it shit i didn't you know? even know she was this important jeep well, I, I hear her name all the time, you know, like uh, I. Well, that's because you know. she's saying it's only, you know, she got real big with uh, I'm only happy when it rains. Oh, that is so that's also like her big, That's her Duh. big hit. Okay. So, you know, so everybody's listening You've been to mentioning that song tonight. And yeah, I've yeah. Not, I've not that's, made the connection at all. No, that's, okay. that's her big okay. one. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> listening that was... to that garbage for some reason but no am i wrong i might be wrong i'm only happy when it rains uh google tell me that garbage tell me the truth i thought that was her okay never mind i'm wrong okay Uh, okay all right all right right, right. similar sound though i mean you're right we've corrected ourselves brad from the future doesn't have to interject (laughs) (laughs) or brad can call call hit nerd and tell us (laughs) I'm, I'm glad that someone appreciates. Well, there we this. go. Thank that's you. again. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Garbage came out in '98. Sounded yep. like Liz Fair from this album. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, coming, to say that. coming off of this. I corrected myself and 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 re- it's always yeah, myself yeah, yeah. In the future. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and uh, yeah, yeah. This this definitely big influential sound uh, for for the '90s. Um, but I just want to. Uh, talk about this lyric that was in this part because uh it's just it just is so i don't know it hits really hard um what was it i woke up alarmed i didn't know where i was at first just that i woke up in your arms and i almost immediately i felt sorry because i didn't think this would happen again no matter what i would do or say uh i didn't think this would happen again um Oh, oh, sorry. And then verse two, you said you had a lot of work to do, but I heard the rest in your head. And I almost immediately felt sorry because I didn't think this would happen again. Uh, yeah, basically, that was nice, but get out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like, well, I think it's also her maybe realizing you know, just realizing like far ahead of time than this, this guy that like, it's over, you know, like, I don't think the guy necessarily is thinking it's over, but she knows that the passion is gone and she knows that, uh, uh, you know, he's already over her and thinking about the next, next conquest. Next night out. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think like, I think the refrain, especially like the refrain in the chorus, I feel like she kind of is pretty on the nose with this one, just out and out says what it's about, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. she's had so many, like, one night stands or relationships that start off, and when they get serious, she runs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the worst part about it is she doesn't want to run, right? That whole part in there where she's like, I yeah. want a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wanna, so it's yeah. this whole thing. She's all, looking for all that stupid old shit. Yeah. Like letters and sodas. But yeah. she's getting freaked out and running away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ending up back with this guy that's no good, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He just uses her. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was also getting the, I was getting this feeling that this was, like, maybe one that was, like, turning into a real relationship, but then, like, she realizes... For her. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, maybe the, the, the titles aren't there, but it's starting to feel like something... 
and like all of a sudden like she realizes like they're not looking for that yeah. you know that he's yeah, not there yeah. for that uh-huh uh-huh he's not there Best to be a boyfriend things, get out uh-huh uh-huh yeah 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 i think you um, might be right yep and uh oh and then oh my god the the fucking line here where really fucking she's just bearing it all like i can feel it in my bones i'm gonna spend another year alone it's fucking run fucking run even when i was 17 fucking run fucking run even when i was 12 so um yeah just bringing attention to just you know the complicated nature of sexuality uh with you know uh young people going through puberty age you know like sometimes you experience it younger than than others you know uh and uh yeah she's she's laying that on the table for for people to you know, either or you know, parse out or you know, talk about you know, or so, relate to something, or relate to, yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, yeah, just a really brave thing to uh, put into a track, I think, and uh, shocking as well. It really, it's you know, a shocking thing to name the track. You know, just fucking run, fucking run, fucking especially run. for a woman. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like that. This is like, like I love Lance Morissette, but I, I love how non-commercial this is it feels you know like i know that she gets some like commercial success but i mean it definitely like like uh feels it, like with alanis said it's more like oh. she's walking the the some of the industry lines more oh yeah and there's uh definitely a different feel like once she got successful and like had a label interested and they obviously put some demands on how she wrote her music like the first mm -hmm. three records mm -hmm. kind of have the same feel yeah yeah and then they become a little more polished and i've heard people like talk about this before like as as a negative thing and uh i'm pretty sure i've read in interviews that she doesn't view it that way that it, to her it was just part of like how an artist changes right but she's yeah. kind of gotten back to a similar feel in the last yeah. album yeah. or two she put out yeah yeah well like and and that's the thing it's like it's perfectly fine for you know when you get more money you get more access to bigger tools and stuff mm -hmm. you, it, it sounds more polished you know yep. time goes on your problem changes like yeah now it can be like a 17 like 19 year old like metal punk kid like scream about the same shit when you're like yeah 35 yeah. four like uh -huh. oh well <laughs> yeah yeah and if you do then it, it, it could come across as weird as yeah 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 and fake and the last thing you want so, to be is an old guy trying to be fake to change you know? like it, it can be a <laughs> yeah. good thing depending on like the style but yeah i feel like some bands, bands don't need to change as much because mm -hmm. i mean Iron Maiden, for fuck's sake, like, you can <laughs> yeah. write the same shit and it still sounds awesome. Or social distortion. Yeah. 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 Where yeah. you can recognize a social distortion song the second you hear it. They all sound the same, but in my opinion, they're all great. Yeah. Yeah, there's bands like that. Yeah. They just, they just have it, you know? Um, and then you have bands where every album's different and it's fantastic, like Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. Where Lizard. that's part of his strength is how yep. he changes so much yeah mm -hmm. yeah bowie just now yep. just changing and changing and changing. Right. yeah prince madonna yeah 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 it's that miles davis approach you're always constantly you always changing. have to be moving yeah, yeah. on to the next mm. thing yeah yeah gotta get ahead of that curve gotta get ahead of the curve because exactly. 
because we have a break coming and we're about to go right into it right now. We're getting ahead uh, of that's that. That's what Dave curve. was getting into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to take a quick break and then we will be right back for Girls, 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 Not Track the Eleven. Song. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back. What? I'm out. This is Reese and this is Nate from Side B, and you're listening to the Album Concept Hour. I didn't That's know right. we're back. Part of Crew. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, I I just thought we'd we'd cold open with the the following track, "Girls, Girls, Girls," and uh, yeah, that's not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> Boy, that's you a know? little. A little more raunchy than what I thought it would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you got the whole crew there, really capturing yeah. that that sound, though, for sure. So it's uh, a whole um, motley of things. A whole you know? motley of crews. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, you can tell she's getting inspiration from all sorts of places, uh, Liz Fair. Um, but um, you know, I think she does have a, a different version of it. Like uh, I think it's maybe called the girly version. Um, but, I, I uh, did see that she released there, there this a, album as like yeah. a girly version. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jokes aside, there is a girly version of some of these songs. Um, but this is Liz Fair's song, "Girls, Girls, Girls." That if I wanna leave, you better let me go Because I take full advantage Of every man I meet <laughs> Wow, uh, girl. Yeah. Way to Way to reverse the narrative. That's what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is almost leaning into the narrative that she's struggling with, I think, um, because like, you know, we were, t- we were talking earlier about how she was dealing with like rumors and stuff within the, the music community, maybe. And um, I think this kind of uh, is her like acting like the the horrible person that some people may think that she is, you know what I mean? Or portray her to be, uh, 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 perhaps. Um, cause yeah, she's saying right here because I take full advantage of every man I meet, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, th- there's, there's some guys out there that might not know that she's being sarcastic and this is a joke. Even but, soap uh, opera joke. <laughs> yeah. Even soap opera. Yeah. She was clearly taking full advantage of him. Uh, uh, it's, it's really the, the men in her life that are the, the victims here. Um, <laughs> clearly, um, but, oh uh, no! Please stop taking advantage of me, Liz Fair. No, stop! <laughs> oh, stop! Please. Uh, uh, oh, can can we say? Uh, uh, I I really got some Meg Ryan vibes, like like '90s Meg Ryan vibes when I was seeing Liz Fair the music videos for her. I was like, you look kind of like a younger Meg Ryan. Yeah, they have a similar look. For yeah, sure. yeah, uh, and, and also a little bit of that, like that girl in Clueless. I always forget her name. Silverstone or yeah. Silverstone, yeah, Silverstone, uh huh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trio of uh, of nineties blonde ladies, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it yeah. all came after this song. Wonder oh. where they got some of their inspiration from. Yeah, right. They all saw Liz Fair, and they're like, "That's that's who, who I, I want to be. That's who I need." Yeah, to yeah. Uh huh. Then we got late stage Meg Ryan. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not talk about that, huh? After the divorce with uh what's his name? Did they get divorced? She was uh it was one uh, of the Quades, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 elder one Quaid. of the Quades. Randy. She was married to Randy Quaid. No, not Randy. Couldn't no, no, no. No, Dennis, no, sorry. No, no. Of course not Randy Quaid. <laughs> but no, Dennis Quaid. Oh. All right, all right. <laughs> um, Man, big slam right. on Randy Quaid out of nowhere. That uh, makes well, sense. Well, he's the one that did that <laughs> vacation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, he did a really he was in, Come on, really he was in Independence movie. Day. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's Merry true. Merry Christmas. And apparently he, he was in the next one, too. Did he survive that? Did yeah. I hear? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Apparently he was yeah, they, yeah. in a boat that got levitated and moves ahead. It got weird. It's a whole thing. Okay, okay. It got weird. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably not gonna watch it. It's fine. It's it's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, no one needs to watch Vegas Vacation. <laughs> At least Eddie. one time. Oh yeah, cousin Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I only That's I only Randy know Quaid. what I've seen in the red letter media uh, breakdown. He won an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah. They were. I have never. I I don't know if I've this. ever seen them so mad at a movie. Like they were legitimately like. <laughs> Which movie? Which one? The Eddie's Vacation movie. Like <laughs> oh it's just, God. it's such a low level of of oh, so bad. It's straight to video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's bad. It's bad. Uh, but uh, Eddie should not have gotten his own I movie. Love, I love her bad movies, but I still I I knew enough to stay the way or the hell away from that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know it existed until just go. now. I saw that's a picture good. of the artwork. I'm like, nope. Pretend. That's a solid no on me. Pretend like you never knew it existed. Yeah, anyway. I think it will. I think that's wise. Let's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, were you, were you wanting to move on to another subject? Yeah, yeah. What's uh? Oh, oh yeah, we do have another song here. This is a divorce song. Is uh, track twelve that we have for you guys? Thank you, Willie. And you shouldn't try to mix the two Cause if you do it and you're still unhappy Then you know that the problem is you And it's true that I stole your lighter <laughs> I love that it's followed by And it's true that I stole your lighter <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you can tell that like second verse is from a real fight she had I mean, it has to be uh-huh, it's uh-huh. too specific yeah, yeah, yeah. I stole yeah. your lighter. It's true that I lost the map. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like one week specific. Like Bare Naked Ladies, one week specific. <laughs> yeah. I love... Yeah, I love, fair. Yeah. Uh-huh, Liz Fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love... God damn Liz it. Fair. Okay. I love... I love that you got your favorite lyrics from the song, though, Brad. Well, yeah, well, like, I, uh, I, I, well, this line in particular yeah. is just... It, it does yeah. hit hard once you listen to yeah. it, you know, once it's, you know what it's saying. Uh, uh, just, it's harder to be friends and lovers, and you shouldn't try to mix the two, because if you do it and you're still unhappy, you know the problem is you. Yeah, and that's a this... fucking, just a hard pill? truth, hard pill to <laughs> swallow. It's, it's a punch right in the feels. Right? It's just yeah. so jagged. Like, I mean, it's a little jagged is... little pill, huh? A little ah! bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah, and it, we, and I think mo- if you've been in, you know, uh, uh, multiple relationships through the years, you've ex- maybe experienced some of this uh, feeling. It's like, oh, I need to work on myself actually before this mm-hmm. is going to work. 
interesting it's very true <laughs> mental yeah. health is very important yeah 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 well i mean that's your um, psa for the day well because some people some people have the kind of toxic idea that uh your your partner is supposed to fix you and you're supposed to fix them you know like you're two broken and people and you're supposed to fix each other uh but sometimes it's better to to fix yourself first and then try uh, uh to to see what dating's like um but um yeah yeah it's, it's like an airplane if the air mask goes down you f- you gotta put it on yourself first before you can help anyone else exactly exactly oh, Dave, that's so poignant uh-huh, it is uh-huh yeah yeah i've seen that a few times yeah this song yeah. just always like i mean it, it, she just doesn't stop punching it's one of those you know stop mm-hmm. it's already dead and you're down yeah. you're just still yeah, like the hit. beginning of verse three you put a you put put in my hands a loaded gun and then told me not to fire it and the very next verse the license said you stick around till i'm dead but you're tired of looking at my face i guess i already am just like yeah yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah you know, and they're all like roundhouses where she's coming from the ground and just <laughs> bam right yeah right yeah. in your face <laughs> uh-huh yep ah uh, man there, there's a lot this one does have a lot i feel like tracks like 10 through 12 are just truth bombs man yeah yeah uh um this like i i I definitely felt stuff before track 10 but track 10 was where it really just started to hit me you know like like hard again also in the early 90s if you lost a map or someone else's map man you're fucked because you're you're literally you're lost yeah no that's that's legit yeah yeah you can't whip out your phone yeah you have to look at the sun Just figure out which direction it's coming. Out where Venus is. Yeah, yeah. You had to look at the sun and the stars and orient yourself. I mean, this even before MapQuest. <laughs> oh my thing, god! It was MapQuest. Freaking MapQuest, dude. You remember printing Man. that shit out? Oh my god! Dude, yeah. If you got off that by like uh, a road or two, like, know, you're fucked. You're like, wait, so wait. Bad. Oh well, they always left one like uh, fun little, uh, uh, just completely false direction in there. Oh, absolutely. you know what I mean? There's always one. Just fuck you. You had to figure out which one was fu- was false. Was up to and you. then you had to cross yeah. it off and tell all of your friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then you kept that. You kept that map quest until uh, it was old, yeah. crinkled, and you had to throw it. We, out. we sound ancient. We it sound also sounds like, ancient right now. It also sounds like an old like <laughs> Apple II GS quest? game. Uh, wait, what? It sounds like an old Apple II GS game. Map quest. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, unfold yeah. your little map. Sound old. All the old hero <laughs> quest and space quest and all that uh, stuff. Listen, yeah. man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen, man. These kids out here, they think they be winning their games, but they ain't gone down no Oregon Trail. No, That's no, right. no. They yeah. never played no Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah, no, no, no. It's dangerous out there. In those games. <laughs> that has been our vintage game corner. yeah yeah oh, I, I, feel, I feel like it all fits though with the period we're talking about this is 93 so this is a simpler time you know guys this is uh no social media no social media maps are something you care about you know um they're uh, precious they're precious uh Make sure you fold next... them right though oh god help you if you don't fold them right uh, but this next song, the next two tracks we have for you, actually, I feel like these two tracks really go together because they're both kind of weird, expansive, jammy things. Um, but this next track is Shatter uh, after the divorce song. I don't know if I could drive a car. 
such uh, a great song for headphones. Day. Jesus, like it's God just damn. and it's ball. Of, yeah. It's the sphere of sound. Yeah, it's so stoic. Yeah. It's a wall of sound almost. Thank you. I was thinking like uh, give me a little bit of Smashing Bill Pumpkins Spectre. vibe. Yeah, too. A few, a few times on the album, like the production reminds me a bit of Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, you know, you could, and you really could put um, Billy in right in yeah, there too, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it would sound just about the same kind of vibe. I hope that there's a Liz Fair like Smashing Pumpkins remix. Well, they were about like the same time. <laughs> yeah, they were coming yeah. up at the same time, so yeah, that would again, make sense. it's that it's that alternative that musical sound. Well, that alternative stuff just it, it seeped into everything. Mm-hmm. I think you know, um, it was just. Yeah, it was it was like an attitude towards it was a beautiful music poison. more than a sound. Gish was like 92, 93. Oh, Gish, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So yes, um, there's, was, they were starting actually. to have, they had some of this kind of sounds going on. Yeah. Siamese about 94, yep. 93, 94. Yeah, it went Gish, yeah. Siamese, oh, yeah. and then um, uh, the one we covered. Uh, 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 the, the, Melancholy, melancholy, yeah, yeah, I, melancholy keep, I wanted to say, I wanted to say, Eternal Sunshine, Thank the Spotless Mind. My, my brain was not, but with. it's, uh, yeah, yeah, melancholy. Not a Jim Carrey joint. It is not a Jim no. Carrey joint. No. no. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely feeling a lot of the same uh, uh, feelings, a lot of the same vibes. Uh, there's just like, yeah, a certain like rawness that comes with this era of music that everyone's just sharing details about themselves that maybe we're missing from. A lot of music before that yeah yeah definitely and this song for some reason this specific track always reminds me of lucinda williams okay okay if you're familiar with her i'm you know not what I, you hear what i'm saying dave is it wendy o is that no, no wait, lucinda no, williams right. like uh folk and americana uh i got you got you got you yeah uh, I, don't, I don't think i've heard her yet she's pretty amazing uh, okay. i've seen her in concert a couple times um, oh okay yeah is that uh, 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 from the 70s or 80s? No, nah, or... like her first album came out. Well, the album that like actually had a little bit of success, I want to say it was 95. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a contemporary. Uh, with, yeah, she's with contemporary Liz for sure, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road was the album that first did really well, and it was 98. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I suggest checking that out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, of other people that have maybe been inspired by the sound uh speedy ortiz is a band that i want to recommend to anyone that is a, a liz fair fan at least that if you like this album uh speedy ortiz is definitely inspired by uh this sound but a little more uh a little more edge to it you know um and uh tight a tighter sound not as expansive as as this um but yeah definitely cool. i i had no idea that this Liz Fair was was this, uh, yeah. uh, you know. I knew Liz Fair <laughs> as a name, but I didn't know that Liz Fair was uh, this uh, uh, talented and so indie. I didn't. The indie thing is what what really blew me away. I thought when I got into this album, it was going to be like polished production, like start to finish. Uh, I wasn't expecting lo-fi. I wasn't expecting real indie. Like I was expecting some you know popular version of that but this really stands on its own since it's not oh, yeah. like you know major label or label or later on down the line when you yeah, know you had, had, had this yeah. very intro introduction and it works perfectly you said lo-fi like this really yeah. like not polished, just raw gritty mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. yeah and if i remember correctly she got it produced herself right like she yeah did. yeah it was her oh, and brad brad wood were the producers on this yeah 
Um, and that's always uh, that's always really cool when you get like a real producer, and then the artist is just kind of there for it. You know, and they're helping too. But like, yeah. you know, it's it's good that they're getting their flavor in. Well, the- yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you if you as an artist take more of the producer role, then like you know, you're shaping. You know, you, you, shaping you're, your you're taking sound. yeah, you're taking a, a part of of uh, shaping even more of your sound. I think, or just what you want your vision yeah. to be the final yeah. product. You don't right. want because yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it probably you know in earlier times with a producer, you kind of had to just trust them because it was just you know the workflow or whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason you well, can't everything, be part everything of producer used nowadays. To be more factory like. Back yeah the, yeah it's, it's like the producer is doing wizardry that i don't fully understand the black but, magic but uh yeah <laughs> now you, you were got, the singer they got plug you were the violinist you know no. yeah yeah um but uh yeah yeah really really uh great um you know raw song again and then uh for the next track we have the track uh flower here's flower Okay, I don't know why I don't know why I said this was a long jam. Well, I mean, there's not really a a, a chaste uh, uh, spot to pick on this song. Uh-huh. It's true. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, this isn't an expansive jam, as I was saying before. This is uh, her. Well, it is kind of a. It is kind of expansive, though. It's got a real big sound to it. I think. It's got a weird distance like going. Not like a delay, but there's like something that's just like. Yeah, they're doing something to that guitar that's like making trippy. it sound odd. Yeah, yeah um and uh yeah so this one is one of the best i think responses to uh exile on main street uh this one is from uh a response to let it loose uh which is the rolling stone song uh and liz Ferris said uh he as in um jagger yeah yeah mcjagger yeah uh, mcjagger said uh was saying let it loose stopping an uptight girl from the suburbs and i'm like Really? Okay, here you go. Here's what's in there. And uh, yeah, so because of that, it's just this like super like uh, overly sexual song. Um, She's saying, I want to fuck you like a dog. Uh, I'll fuck you and your minions too. Like she's saying all of just the all of the things that that like. Uh, 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 maybe a rock star wants to hear, or or a young man wants to hear from a prospective sexual partner. You know what I mean? It's she's she's really really leaning into it. Yeah, and I I think there's also definitely some flavor of like the this is what happen is going on in a lot of women's heads that they're not supposed to say out loud, right? Well, that too, that too, yeah, yeah, an expression being able to express that. Because um, we have that weird double standard in our culture yeah, where yeah, guys yeah. are supposed to be horny and women aren't. 
Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. I wish we could all exactly. just be horny together. God. Yeah, can we just. <laughs> well, and like, honestly, I feel like. It should be like uh, a magnet for the back of your truck. Well, I feel like the gig is kind of up with the internet, you know? Like, like we, we've we've seen the, the Pornhub search results for, for countries oh. and, and data. Everyone's watching it. So, Everyone. like, we don't have to be all weird about Dude, it anymore. No, guys. seriously. Right. But I saw. We are in a really regressive state with the overturning of Roe yeah. vs. Wade. And uh, and puritanical bullshit. So we're definitely yeah. not there. So uh, <laughs> it's no. it's still it's still a problem. No, dude. I saw I saw an interview with Mia Khalifa, where like she was like talking about visiting the Middle East, and she was like, "Yeah, I had to protect myself, but these people are watching me the most." Yeah, she was literally like in the thing. She was like, "These are the these are my biggest fans uh-huh, like, uh-huh. that I'm seeing when I'm in America. Yeah. I come to the Middle East, and I just get." Stone and shame. Well, for that's being the old double. That's the old age old double like, standard. What of, in of, the uh, world? Yeah, yeah. Just Jesus uh, Christ, the world. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, this is just a small, uh, you know, touching on that uh, kind of double standard uh, in a in a real sassy way. It's it's cool, and I love that it's called Flower too. It's mm-hmm. a very unassuming title for yeah, yeah. for what she gets into. You know? I love that too. It's just that that thing. You see the title of it, you're like, oh, I bet this is a very sweet song. Yeah, yeah. yeah like wah, you wah. can see, like the old woman. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, that song called "Flower." I think. Oh, oh right. Oh what my the... God. I would. I <laughs> <Right>. would love <laughs> to have uh, had my grandmother uh, hear this uh, before she passed, <laughs> <laughs> just to see the look on her face, uh, <laughs> uh, the slow realization. But um, oh, I fucked up by choosing the song. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, you're not choosing anymore, Brad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, really, really fun one. Uh, just look at the lyrics if you just want to giggle. Yeah. Um, but uh, this next track we have for you guys is Johnny Sunshine, track fifteen. Yeah, that one's got a big sound too. Yeah, yeah, different sound though. Do you left me nothing? Part definitely reminds me of the Stones. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that part, you know, they where she's got that part going on where there's she's singing two different lines at the same time, two different tracks at the same time. Oh and yeah, stops and goes yeah, to the, yeah. You leave me nothing, and for yeah. some reason that reminds me like it's very a certain year of the Rolling Stones chorus. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, uh, some of the other parts of the song too follow uh like that like I could see yeah. I could see the Stones doing something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, yeah, I think this this one definitely has uh, has a real real Stonesy kind of uh vibe to it. Um also some of her favorite playing by Brad Wood. Um she she really uh apparently really enjoys this one. It's a loop, but he makes it he makes it work. Um and adds his jazz flavor into it. Um I think Brad I think Brad Wood is a jazz artist. I think that's the connection uh, uh there that they made because they were they were in school for entertainment uh I guess. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some weird crossover at the time too where a lot of like jazz artists were experimenting with other types of music like this is about oh, yeah. the time 
Tool started, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tool. Where they were all professional jazz musicians and made a heavy metal album. Yeah. Right? Right. It's a really important... Uh, like, like jazz musicians are always, I think, there. You know what I mean? Like, they're there, like... When they get sick of jazz, they're like, I want to, I want to like actually like do something people care about, you know? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins reference again. That was the drummer. He was yeah, originally yeah. like a jazz trained drummer. Yeah. And I, I've known those jazz guys. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to try to like keep doing just legitimate jazz uh, and like ma- paying the bills. But jazz yeah, also yeah. kind of like teaches you. But yeah, it's one of the best teachers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. To, like, do just about jazz anything. students are just fucking on a next level uh, when it comes to, to songwriting, you know? Most of the best like musicians I know that had college educations in music, what they majored in specifically would be like jazz guitar, jazz drum, jazz, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Really important uh, subset of musicians, and uh, it was the birth honestly, of cool. I like I like to see him do the jazz yeah, too. Yeah, it was Dave. <laughs> it was. Oh, the it was the cool. it right. was the it was the rebirth of cool, right? Because that was the rebirth of cool is a compilation album that has a bunch of uh, early '90s jazz influenced hip hop. I have it's really? one of my one of my records that I have. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a really good set of songs. Probably got um, a bunch of, you can probably get some tribe in there. Yeah, yeah tribe, say, tribe, tribe, tribe's the, for sure. I think oh, that's who maybe great. organized probably put it, it put together. That yeah, would yeah, make yeah. Sense. Uh really, really great compilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but uh yeah, yeah. Johnny Sunshine though. Um Oh yeah, this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh I think this is another like uh uh Maybe a further, maybe a continuation of that breakup from before. I don't know. I'm just connecting pieces. Uh, but it seems like there was at least one significant relationship that's being talked about in the album, whereas some of them are more day to day, day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One night or one date experiences. Uh, but we, we talk about every now and again, it's like she's talking about someone that maybe she was like almost engaged to or something. You know. Now this 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 sounds like it really wrecked her. Johnny Sunshine really wrecked her. You know? Yeah, he left her nothing. He left her with nothing, and, yeah. and he he, he, he dumped took, in he, the truck with the rest of the cattle yeah. feed. Man, he took you the map this the time. Cats. He took the map and the lighter. He took the map, he and, took the the lighter. map and the lighter. Yeah. Oh it's no, they're mine first. It was him uh, all along. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, she never did. She never lost either of those things. It was always just him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, got to be the same guy from Johnny that, that track. Yeah, 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 from the divorce song or fucking run. I can't remember. Divorce um, song. Yeah, it, I think you're probably right. Yeah, but yeah, I love that she uses Johnny and and Joe when she's just talking about dudes. So she's just like, she's being vague as possible. <laughs> she's just creating the archetype of uh, amalgamation of experiences. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this next track we have for you guys is track 16. And, uh, this is kind of getting into some of what you were talking about earlier, uh, Jay, with, uh, a possible, like, uh, uh, fear of, of commitment or fear of a, a good thing, maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, this is Gunshy. Take out the garbage to 
Yeah, real bare bones one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of uh, uh, similar to to Carrie, you know, or Canary. Sorry, Canary. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they've, she's doing that. Got that thing going on where the guitar is kind of playing around the beat oh, instead yeah. of with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens a few times in this album. Yeah, where where there's just two different things going on, you know, right. and and they make it, they blend it, which is dope. Um, and uh, yeah, so so this one, I'm just gonna just re- read the description from Liz Fair for this song. Um, Gunshy, I connect Canary because it's more of a true confession diary entry singing. There's no pretense or bravado. It's really saying, I don't know if I'm cut out to do what it seems to be that society wants women to do. It's the little things, the little habits that I can't handle. It's the fear of being married and the fear of being in that role. It's a confession as opposed to the other songs that are proclaiming loudly. So, Yeah, um, I definitely get that from the lyrics. I mean, it very mm -hmm. much has that whole, you know, the... (laughs) the car 2.5 kids in the house isn't for me or I don't think uh-huh, it is. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. 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 That like just, um, yeah, especially, you know, back then, like we, we've, we've challenged it a lot more, I guess at this point. Um, but like, you know, back then the, the prevailing thing was still pretty much the nuclear family kind of setup, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's something that I've always personally had the same kind of, uh, similar kind of fear of, uh, of, of getting in a, uh, you know, kind of a, a loop of some kind, you know, uh, where as, uh, uh, what was it that on that, that one song, um, I don't want to sit across from you, uh, wishing I could leave, uh, uh, fucking, why am I not thinking of the band? You Short are. skirt, long jacket. Oh, cake. 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 Oh, cake. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit across from you. Um, uh, 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 wishing I could, I forgot the what line. What song? Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyways. If you guys aren't getting it, then it's yeah, not going to be good. Let's, not, let's but, not get um, too sidetracked. But uh, 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 yeah, it's the same kind of similar kind of fear of that that nuclear family, nuclear situation where it's just like, you fall into roles of husband and wife, and then you give each other fun nicknames, and you do the same thing. And it's you know, well, it's Taco Tuesday. We can't have everything else except for Taco. I know Taco exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what she's afraid of. She's afraid of Taco Tuesday, and uh, <laughs> um, she's being and, and again, she's she's being raw and real uh, about it. Because um, there's plenty of other songs here where you know a, a guy or or multiple uh guys have have wronged her and she's expressing that but this one is more uh her talking about her own uh insecurities and her own faults and Um, again showing her like uh her influences on her on her shirt sleeve right because she's got the line in there about the send three bucks to the comic book and get a a house a car and a wife (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. like that's pretty old fashioned, huh? Yeah, well, for, that's... <laughs> for those of us who grew up in the eighties, yeah, yeah, comic books, right? They I was gonna had, say like, that's like I've I've read a lot of seventies, eighties comics, man. Yeah, send three bucks for the 
book that'll make you look like Jack Lalane or uh-huh, you know, send uh-huh. three bucks to be X ray specs. What was the one for the X ray specs? What was the one with like the strong arms? Like you, you, you send like a couple. Bucks yeah, it was one of like, those like stretcher things. Yeah, yeah, stretch uh-huh, arm uh-huh. strong. Ah, yeah. yeah. Well, or uh, just Arnold Schwarzenegger comes to your house and just punches you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it told you your your cartoon schedule too, like yeah, like yeah. Channel Fifteen and Channel Twenty Seven. Well, yeah, this like, is what, these what are like they were gonna have. Like what we're talking about is like almost the equivalent of uh, 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 targeted ads, I guess. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you're you're, so you're, cool. you're reading superhero comics or whatever. So it's like, oh, you want you're probably interested in getting strong and and, uh, and uh, like farm? like these superheroes. Want an farm? Yeah, yeah, you want to be like He Man? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. One of the, the things about it though is almost everything in those ads, the kids reading them know they're bullshit. Yeah, but yeah. The average kid buying a comic book has two bucks to send in just to see what weirdness gets mailed back to him. Yeah, right? uh huh, uh huh. Exactly. It used to be a real big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love. I love it was like the Amazon of of the day. Stan's soapbox <laughs> was great. For yeah, that. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. You, you can probably hear about it in a lot of the like Marvel documentaries. We should they, they do mention Mar- some of those oh, no, interactions. Actually, Stranded Panda, if you want to. Listen yeah, yeah, to yeah. Marvel Stranded stuff. Panda's got some Marvel stuff yeah. going on always. Um, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great track though. Uh, Gunshy, um, and uh, we got two more tracks for you though. Uh, this next track is uh, kind of similar to Soapstar Joe. Uh, it's a Stratford on guy. I might be wrong about the Stratford on guy being similar to the Joe guy. I might got my 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 wires crossed. This is a, this is the song about uh her plane trip. Um like literally like she she's this is like her talking about like coming down into Chicago uh during like a sunset type uh situation. Um which, you know, if you're from the Midwest you, you've probably experienced this, you know? Uh, I found this song super relatable because of that because I've, I've flown into O'Hare plenty of times, uh, you know? And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she's um, just kind of uh, uh, detailing her, her time, just thinking about things uh, on the way back for maybe a tour. Uh, I like that this, uh, this line that we had in the clip the earth looked like it was lit from was lit from within like a poorly assembled electrical ball as we moved out from the farmlands into the grid a plan of the city was all that you saw mm-hmm. that is how i feel every time i'm on a plane like when you're looking down and you see all the the grids of all the farms and stuff and then you get closer and closer to the city and things get closer and closer together and like yeah, it's one of the most fascinating things to to do when flying is you just stare at the ground, man. And there's um, a little bit of uh, this miraculous thing is happening, and everybody in this giant metal tube with me is really bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we're all equally uh, uncomfortable 
with this scenario, but we're doing it anyway because it's convenient. Especially with that little <laughs> baby just crying nonstop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking baby. <laughs> um, damn, damn baby. You know, I heard a I heard a story on the Action Boys. Uh, one of them, they're flying from L.A. all the time. Uh, there's some guys from L.A. Um, but yeah, Ben Rogers was flying and he heard a baby crying and he looks back and it was like one of the guys from the monkeys, like straight up one of the guys that's in the band, the monkeys, who was just like making funny noises at his like partner or whatever. When was uh, this? Because there's only one of them still alive. Oh, uh, well, it would have to be that one, I think, because this, uh, well, I guess I, I, he didn't specify when the, this occurred, though. It was just a, a random story he 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 shared. So it, it could have been an earlier time. Mickey's the but, last one. Um, yeah, what? Mickey Dolan's is yeah. the only one still alive. Nesmith only died like two years ago. So yeah, you know, no. oh, okay, him. okay. Well, I think the episode I was listening to came out in like 2019 or something. Yeah, so it could have been Nesmith. Um, but yeah, Action Boys. I'm gonna plug it later. I actually have it written down. Um, but uh. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always uh, tried to figure out how the name of this song relates to the song itself because to oh, me yeah. it's, a, it's a reference to like the the city, the neighborhood or city that got absorbed into London where Shakespeare's theater was. Okay, okay. I have a quote here from Rolling Stone that might shed some light. Um, ba 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 ba. First of all, not a day goes by that someone doesn't tell me that they booked 27D on their plane and had the same experience. <laughs> um, but she says, when I lived in England as a young seven-year-old and we went to Stratford-upon-Avon to visit where Shakespeare lived, the, the name where the name came from, the whole pretentiousness of the guy scene uh, that Urge Overkill dubbed Guyville. Wait, hold on. All pretentiousness of the guy scene that Urge Overkill dubbed Guyville, and we all ended up calling Guyville. That preciousness of it was really important to the tastemakers who lived there. I wanted to give it that kind of pretentious name, like in a British accent, Stratford-on Guy. Stratford-on uh, Stratford-on Guy, maybe. I don't know. Um, they felt like they were the arbiters of cool and Stratford on guy is uh, me waking up as I travel out of there and just getting out of that neighborhood and it just falls off of you. Uh, so, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know she was, uh, she had uh, some time in England. So that's fun. So this is, this is one's great. Cause it's like, it's, uh, it's more of just a personal anecdote, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, uh, this one in particular feels like a speedy ortiz song like i think that if you listen to this and you listen to a whole album of speedy ortiz you'd be like oh it's all based on this sound um yeah and then uh she was i just want to mention one more thing she was pretending she was in a galaxy 500 video which is a groundbreaking dream pop and slow core act Consisting of uh, Dean Warham and Naomi Yang and Damon Krukowski uh, from 1987. So a uh, smaller band that she was apparently really into. But uh, yeah, we got one more track for you guys, though. Uh, this last track, uh, I've actually chosen a section with no lyrics for this one because they get into a really nice jam uh, after after that. So. Uh, this is Strange Loop. 
yeah i really enjoyed that uh that jam session at the the very very end yeah it was pretty cool yeah. it reminds me just a slightly more polished like velvet underground like this really like Ooh. Ooh, that's yeah. a good comparison. like when they're like you know like a, yeah. right in the middle of like a 14 tra- minute song you're like what's happening right now like, <laughs> oh that's when the drugs are kicking in like yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah, yeah, knew yeah. what they were doing yeah definitely yeah um and i i think that uh it seems like they just needed something maybe to to end the record uh cuz uh yeah, 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 she says here it's it's a great way to end the record to have it fall apart at the end. This is where the great outro, where we all just we're all just jamming because it's been a long journey. It's been eighteen songs. We're just kind of whizzing through this improvised end section, and then I just had the idea that we just have the instruments just fall apart at the end of the whole cycle, and I've always been very proud of that. I'm so glad there's so many quotes from Liz Fair talking about this album because that's we, we we rarely have that on the album concept hour where there is so many direct quotes from the the actual artist. So it's nice. I mean, you know, the the telling people that it's a reaction to exile and on Main Street was marketing genius in my oh, opinion. Absolutely. That's well, just yeah, was that well known? Attention right away, right? Was that like well yeah. known at the time? Okay, they were talking about it on the radio when it first came out, and I've oh, okay. heard her say okay. since that it's a load of crap, but she just made it up because there were eighteen songs and she thought it didn't sell it. But I've also heard her talk about it really seriously, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen like, her talk about it seriously as well, and uh, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Some of these artists, I think, just like to fuck around sometimes. Yeah. You know, a little bit like, of column A, a little bit of column B in this. Yeah, case, yeah, yeah. I get the feeling that a lot of these music artists just like to to tell different people different things because they answer the same question so many times. You yeah, know, it's probably boring three hundred time you're asked something. Uh huh. Uh huh. no, I was lying all the other times uh-huh. I said it. This time it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, I think that it definitely there there you know there are a few songs that have a pretty clear connection, but um. But uh, yeah, yeah sure. again, we'll 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 investigate that further when we get to Exile on Main Street, though, because now I'm now I'm very uh, curious. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Mick Jagger actually based that album of a future vision of of Exile in Guyville. You know, yeah. maybe there's something <laughs> the like, multiverse. Maybe something, this came first. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who you knows? Never know, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, with the multiverse in play, and who sang it in that multiverse? Ooh. I wonder. It came around the same time. That was that was oh, probably. Ah. Where, I think we've talked about this before. Like the 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 version of the the universe where like a couple characters or uh, people in Rolling Stones and the Beatles are just swapped. Yeah, you know, that'd be fun. And I think happened. we might have been talking about the Beach Boys. We might have been talking about the Beach Boys. In that well, context. okay, we did. We we actually were. I forget. There's so but many. The, but episodes. there's so many different variations. You go multiverse. Yay, madness. Woo. Anyways, <laughs> more multiverse, less madness. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> But, can uh, I play with madness? Can I play with madness? Oh, yeah. Can I play with madness? Oh, God. Oh, God. I think I'm going to steal that from you and burn it and bury it in the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That was that was disturbing. Was, that was a multitude. That was a multitude of madness. That was a great multitude way to end the album of madness. 
<laughs> well, we have one more thing that we do on the podcast right. before we get out of here, and that is go around the horn and find out what everyone has been uh, listening to and what they have to plug. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually going to do opposite of what I usually do. I'll end it, and I'll start with our guest, Jay. Oh. Oh no, you're not ready. We can go. You can go. Different yeah, I can go. Uh, yeah, Jay, what have you been listening to lately? And what do you have to plug? And then we'll go to Dave, John, and me. I haven't been listening to an awful like the only new thing I've been listening to is uh, Silk Sonic, which you guys oh. already did. Just, yeah, that oh, album. Yeah. Just I love every minute of it. Oh, yeah. so great! I can't listen to it enough. So nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need. To, that, I need to throw it on again. I've been on a pretty big. It's been, been a few months for some reason. Mm. Okay. Okay. So just. I mean, I listen to a lot of WRT, and there's a couple of really good reggae shows on. Yeah, Saturday, they do right? have some great reggae on WRT for sure. So uh, just a lot of like yeah, what I'm yeah. doing is, you know, YouTube reggae playlists or you know, uh-huh. YouTube music reggae playlists or Spotify playlists. And then, yeah, you know, of yeah. course, all the the playlists that uh, you know Dave and I and I think you're on there. Oh yeah, right? yeah, you guys are really great with the playlists. I wish I made more playlists, but like, uh, well, I guess I do kind of for side B. But like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, once we're done with side B, we're gonna try to put out a few of those playlists. Uh, speaking of playlists, we've been always meaning to, but uh, there's just it was just there's just a lot to do. But um, yeah, I love you guys. I love watching what's going on 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 uh, the little Facebook group that you guys have. Uh, people share playlists pretty regularly, and we have one of Dave's playlists actually on the the last episode. If you want to check out one of Dave's playlists. I'll put the link in this description too. Honestly, go for uh, uh, So yeah, yeah, yeah. Playlists, guys, they're great. They're fun. <laughs> nice. The uh, modern equivalent of the mixtape, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tape, well, CD, and, and, and now people are now making mixtapes again, which is crazy. Uh, Good for them. New that was old. Yeah, I actually need to buy a tape recorder thing because I need to to do do something for my sister because she's got an old tape that she wants uh, digitized, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy though that that uh, Zoomers jumped onto that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what about you, Dave? What have you been listening to, and uh, what do you got to plug? Well, funny thing is, a lot of that playlist that we just mentioned, and uh, as been as I go through it, they keep uh, adding more stuff to it. So it's just this on this nonstop growing nice. playlist. And like in back of my mind, like when we do these episodes, I always think about like whatever, like. When this album came out, 93, like, was what was this fair to listen to? Because you didn't have, like, the accessibility that we do now. You can't just, like, yeah. type in and search and, like, have, like, a million songs on your fingertips. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I slowly put that list together. I put it sort of, like, in a like, chronicolo- chronologically released order. Like, oh, so all cool. that's, like, the songs cool. are coming that's out so as cool, they were dude. released. Dude. And that's some a, are a little, yeah. uh, there might be a, some on the iffy spot because I can't find exact like months on some of them. They just like, like 86. I'm like, well, this sounds like it probably came out before this trail. Dave, mm-hmm. you're, you're putting so much heart and soul into this. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Yeah. So it's just kind of a fun, like, walk down that lane. Like, oh, yeah. So this was, this led to this. So this song came to this and these bands became of this. And ah, dude. So it's kind of this kind of just fun yeah. little story. That's my kind of playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. And to plug, I'll I'll stay in the uh the lane of punk rock, uh Jughead's Basement. It's a fun podcast. He was a Okay. old uh original start founding member of Screech and Weasel, had a bunch of other bands. He's always oh, uh, got his podcast. Does a lot of he did improv. He was a writer, an actor, he's done a lot of just random stuff, but like all what's, his uh, interviews are like old What's it called again? Jughead's Basement. 
I'm gonna check that and out. And he's it's the shows are really it's really done well. He's just the stories that he uh gets from like just other musicians and Yeah. They're they're it's they're pretty fun. They might be an hour and a half, two hours long, but they they blow by so fast because I just again just for, for my love of these people and the bands, I'm like yeah, just yeah. so enthralled and just like oh, oh shit, that was two hours. All right, well done. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking for some good uh, uh, music podcasts. So those are listens yeah. and plugs. Nice, nice. And uh, what about you, John? What have you been listening to? What do you got to plug? Oh well, I've been working a lot lately, so I haven't been like listening too hard to much, especially because my speaker died. You know, so I forget hard you. To, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But e- either yeah. way, um, you know. Uh, but I uh, at, at Wings, I've been listening to. Uh, we've been watching a lot of like Vivo, so okay, like okay. a lot of like seventies, eighties, nineties videos. You know, I mean, I, I saw some Blink One Eighty Two where they're like <laughs> running through the streets naked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? What's my age again? Um, I I saw I saw a really great. I, I saw a really great, horribly confusing Michael Jackson Jackson Five video where it's like literally like oh, a wow. fifteen minute long video. Like huh. a feature length thing. There's like this whole introduction, and then there's this ending with like the credits. It's, it's it sounds a whole like thriller. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only it was yeah. less entertaining than thriller. It was younger Michael Jackson. You know? Huh. Um, Interesting. Just, just yeah. read to their dad, probably. Oh, and I saw I saw yeah. another great video with um, the um, no. It, it was it was literally like these guys just playing soccer and like like little like fucking tennis shorts and it was just it was just an absolutely ridiculous what? video lionel richie music commodores video. Music oh. video. it was the commodores <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I they were the playing context. soccer forgot the context these, of the conversation like, for a second it was so weird <laughs> it was so weird but it was hilarious oh yeah that does watch weird guys playing no, soccer no, it was shorts. literally the, it right. was, we were watching 80s videos and all of a sudden it's yeah, a commodores th- video that's the, the shorts were very just, short and it, it was it was the commodores against the team of women yeah. And they were just playing soccer and they all had the same shorts on and it was it was weird. Team. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, otherwise, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. So just uh do, you know, li- listening to some weird stuff and some good stuff though. Saw some really good live videos too though, you know, some uh Yeah. Some 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 really I saw a Jackson Five video from the Ed Sullivan show. It was cool. Hmm. Okay. Um Nice. Lots yeah, lots of good yeah. Jackson Five happening. Uh, thank you channel. for let me be myself. Hello. Uh, Are these the shorts you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I like to plug the lightning page. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, by, uh, the Power Rangers. It, it, hey, man. It's, it, I've, been, I've been displaying a lot of my collection on there. They've been real good to yeah. me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, just uh, be good to you. Be good to yourselves out there. Be good people. to each other be out there. Be good to each other. It's getting rough out there. Getting rough know? out there. That's um, what I like to plug. And uh, yeah, as far as me, I am going to say as far as what I've been listening to, uh, I ran into this uh, Himiko Kikuchi album called The Flying Beagle. It's, uh, I believe, a Japanese artist uh, that does uh, like city, what, what, what people are now calling city pop. Uh, but I ran to this randomly. It was just a YouTube suggestion. And it was it, the picture on the cover is just the most adorable beagle. So I was just like, uh, I gotta click on that. Uh, they, they put, you know me too well. They, they 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 put it in front of me for a while before I clicked on it. But I was like, eventually, I was like, I had to know what album had a, a beagle on the cover. And uh, it's a really really great listen. 
um if you're if you're into just you know random um you know international uh jams and um yeah uh i've also been listening to action boys i did a month of the patreon for action boys because uh, i wanted to hear gabrus uh ben rogers and uh stanger talk about action movies so uh yeah if you're really into action movies go check out action boys they could probably use a few patrons um and i'm just at the cusp of like being from that generation that was raised by action movies because like pretty much like up to like early 90s it was all action movies all the time uh uh so uh yeah it's a nice it it wasn't worth bunk (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't worth bunk. He wasn't even an action star yet. The no, no, no. Yeah, the he's gun. the he's the new era of, of action star. Yeah. Uh, but he was a love interest in yeah. the eighties. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger with Predator and Commando. Uh, oh. Commando, that movie cracks me. Lots of lots of Schwarzenegger and Commando and stuff. So if you're if you're if you're into that kind of thing, check out Action Boys. Also, we do have a Patreon still. Uh, Flyover State Park is is still around. And uh, once we start to put our YouTube series together, we're going to be dropping our uh, full unedited commentary tracks on the, the music movies that we, we talk about. So, um, yeah, like and subscribe on the YouTube and look forward to our uh, music movies tonight is what we landed on finally as a title. And uh, we're looking to maybe mid to late August. Was it like a dartboard? What did you guys end up using to decide? Um, well, we had all the other, we had a lot of other things that we were thinking of. And then I uh, looked at the notes that me and you originally took. And I was like, oh, music movies tonight. That's like way easier and, and better than most of the other ones we thought of. Because <laughs> it fits with the this album concept hour thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, uh, we have our first episode shot. We're going to shoot our second one where we are going to watch the, uh, 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 what's it? No Holds Barbecue. Oh, God. Uh, uh, who's the guy? David uh, Lee Roth. David Lee Roth's Roth. No Holds Barbecue. I watched some of that. And by the way, the I want to agree that? with your thread just, theory. Just Google it. Google okay. it. Well, and uh, Jay, just watch the first one. And after that, you're about it That's very all soon. You need. Dave, I watched the first. No, minute, I watched like fifteen, and it did and not I, change. I'm like, all right. No, I literally watched. Yeah. Like, I saw your thread conversation, yeah. We're and I watch. watched the mi- first minute of yeah. it, and I was like, "Holy crap! What yeah. is this?" Yeah, is we're this gonna watch all, all sixty minutes of it. This video is sponsored by cocaine. Film ourselves. There is sixty minutes of that. That's what yes. I heard. We might have. To oh, do it's some like drugs over an hour. Yeah, Jesus yeah. We're, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch all of it. We're gonna Holy try to get into shit. the mindset we of might, David Lee Roth oh in the nineties, trying to fit in with the alternative oh crowd. Oh my god. So uh, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna hear about more music movies like that, you're gonna please you're gonna have to check out. Wait, our we YouTube have a page. line to call. Too. Hey kids, you like rock music? <laughs> I, I've only seen like one minute of it or something. I'm really, I'm, I'm trying not to touch it because I want to be just completely, just let it wash over me for the first time. <laughs> I went like comatose and 15 minutes through, I couldn't move. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I can't uh, stop it. I want to stop it. I should stop this. Yeah, yeah. It took, it, you, you didn't respond immediately. I, I feel like you were in shock maybe. Oh, I was yeah, in full yeah. on shock uh-huh, mode. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be hard for Dave. My brain was breaking. <laughs> I was like. Like your computer starts like freezing, like it's like things aren't loading yeah, properly. Like, yeah. You, you can't possibly be wanting to watch this. Uh, <laughs> I hope we sell this to everyone listening. Yeah, were you yeah. making those noises like Homer when he watches the commercial for the the Mister Sparkle? What? 
<laughs> no, no, God, why does this exist? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you, Jay, so much, though, for uh, being on the podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad we've covered some Liz Fair. Uh, this this album is going into rotation. This is uh, makes you feel feels. So uh, definitely check it out and uh, check out Speedy Ortiz if you if you want more. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks again, Jay. And uh, we'll right, see yeah, you guys. Thanks, guys. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you guys next week on the Album Concept Hour. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Jake the Snake Foster. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Join the discussion on our Discord, tweet to us at Album Concept Pod, or for everything else, go to Linktree slash Flyover State Park. See you on Side B. This is Flyover State Park. You are clear to land.